Hi, this is John Sablon, one half of To Have and To Hold Podcast, and Nicole and I are so very blessed that you decided to join us on this journey to improve your marriage, your family life, and your relationships. Now, as a disclaimer, Nicole and I are not perfect. We're not your counselors, and we don't desire to be your spiritual directors. What we do desire, though, is to lend this podcast as an opportunity for us to journey together in holiness and virtue, and to share our experiences of, of marriage and family life and what we've learned, what we've encountered, so that it may bless you and your family and your relationships. Now, if you disagree, or if your experience is different, or perhaps if we say something in mistake or in error, you are free to absolutely reject it, my dear brother and sister in Christ. So we just wanted to leave that with you, and we thank you again for your your support, and most especially your prayers. So please share, like, subscribe, leave us a comment, and let us know how God is blessing you through this podcast. May God bless you and keep you always. You've said this before, like, what are we bringing into this marriage? Mm-hmm. Right? So not only are you bringing in whatever experience you had from your family of origin, we talked about that. Not only are you bringing in the stuff you had from your ACE study, right? We're bringing them some of that stuff. You're also bringing in some demons. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think you signed up for that. another episode of to have and to hold very excited and, and grateful to be back with you all hopefully you've been enjoying the episodes thus far as usual i am joined by my beloved bride hey love hey and we are excited about today's episode so let's grab your glass of whatever your favorite drink is today we are uh, toasting to our guardian angels that are with us everywhere all the time cheers to them So excited about today's episode, love, because uh, you know we have a lot of we've been processing this and kind of talking about it as we were preparing this weekend. And there's like things that are coming together that are just making sense. It's almost like we had this, you know, like <laughs> explosion in the brain and in the heart about the topic for today. So today's topic is about angels, demons, and marriage. And you may be saying to yourself, uh, how are all those three connected? And the answer to that is very much so. Um, so I got to get a little bit of the background and the foundation for why we felt like we needed to have this discussion. And I think two key things come to mind. One is um, we've been listening to Father Chad Rippinger, a very well-known exorcist, and kind of been listening to him about spiritual warfare. Um, and we specifically ran across a talk on angels and demons, angels in particular. And we was talking about you know the nine choirs of angels, specifically our guardian angels. And then he also talked about the demonic or evil spirits, and he was talking about just the effects of the evil spirits in our lives, and in particular, the marriage and the family life. And, you know, we've been talking to you all about, um, you know, things like the ACE study and the effects of adverse childhood experiences and trauma and abuse. We've even brought up um, the effect, the, the common ways that the devil and demons enter into our life. When we talked about habitual sin, tr- uh, abuse, and trauma, the occult, these are all things that are that affect us without us knowing it mm-hmm. if we're not paying attention, if we're not well-formed, if we're not well-catechized. 
So there was this, this uh, converging, if you will, of what we were listening to from Father Chad, very well-known exorcist, helping us understand what we're battling with in the spiritual side of things. And then we just actually were super blessed to be able to attend uh, the wedding of a friend of ours who um, was married this weekend. And whenever you go to a Catholic wedding, that is where the, the groom and the bride get it. Mm -hmm. And you can see that in the context of how the liturgy was carried out and how they're engaged in the mass. Um, it just, it's inspiring and it just kind of brought together this concept of, of the spiritual warfare that we're in and marriage. The other part of it too, I would say is, you know, we talked about Ephesians 5 and how you know we be subordinate to one another out of reverence of Christ and we know that uh, wives should love their husbands or subordinate themselves to their husbands as to the Lord and husbands should love their wives as Christ loved the church handing himself over for her and we went through that kind of uh, the idea the theology behind that and it's a great prescription by St. Paul on what marriage should be like now the very next chapter is when St. Paul says put on the whole armor of God for we're not at you know battle with flesh and blood but with the principalities and essentially the spirits of the world. And so a lot of us just kind of gloss over that stuff and don't really get into it at all, right? Because we're caught up in the, the daily life of just marriage and family life and the material aspect of this temple world. But the bigger battle that we should be focusing on, the bigger effort should be on how are we preparing ourselves in marriage spiritually against that war? Mm -hmm. So that's where this kind of came to, uh, came to light or at least the inspiration and motivation behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so as I was listening to Father Chad, what resonated with me is that something I did not know about the guardian angels. So I knew that at conception we were receive, we receive a guardian angel. What's beautiful mm -hmm. about the guardian angel is that God will ask the guardian angel to, to love us, um, to, to will our good, basically, is what the definition of love, to will our good. And he asked the guardian angel to accept this is the this is the person. This is their purpose in life, and to basically to will their good. Mm -hmm. The guardian angel is not forced to do that. So the guardian angel loves us before even knowing us. Mm -hmm. So that to me is just so beautiful to know that I'm really loved into conception, despite how my maybe my parents or the, but I was loved. It was a free will choice that they made. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, you know, if, if um, Father, Father Chad said that somebody had asked him, well, what if your guardian angel said no? And then he said, well, that explains why you're so bad. But he's just joking. <laughs> so they just, God just signs another one. Okay, so anyway, um, so you have a guardian angel. What was beautiful, what he was sharing is that I knew that, again, I had my own guardian angel, mm -hmm. right? And we all have our own. The thing I did not know is that at the time of the sacrament, so I'm looking at this beautiful couple and they're kneeling during the mass, the mm -hmm. entire mass, with the exception of the times that they need to stand. But they're kneeling at this on this beautiful kneeler mm -hmm. and that the Lord consigns another guardian angel. As, as long as you're receiving the sacrament of marriage, he assigns another guardian angel for your sacrament and also that oversees your, your family, protects and guards your family. Mm -hmm. So that is so beautiful. And I was thinking about my own experience with my children. I know that I oftentimes when I hold them and I'll say a prayer and I'll ask for their guardian angel to intercede, but I did not know that we have a, a guardian angel assigned to our family. So mm -hmm. that was, it was beautiful. And moving forward, um, you know, I think about the Annunciation. Mm. 
And um, when I'm doing the rosary and I'm thinking about, you know, so Saturday or Monday when I'm doing the um, the joyful, joyful mysteries. mysteries and um, thinking about the Annunciation in particular and how Our Lady, you know, she's confronted with the, with the angel and the angel tells her exactly what's going to what's going to happen, right, in terms of conceiving, um, being conceived by the Holy Spirit, da 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 da, da the, the whole fiat. And um, in listening to that, and I thought to myself, hmm, Lord, I, I would really like to hear my the voice of my guardian angel. And then Father Chad convicted me because he says, you know, if you want to hear the voice of your guardian angel, then it's really, it's to the degree that you spend time with your guardian angel. Mm. Ouch. So I, right now, I pray daily in the morning to my guardian angel, but throughout the day, I should be doing that. And I just thought, how beautiful is it that instead of, you know, when I'm in those difficult times and really just turn to my guardian angel or the family, if I have difficulty with my, you know, um, not that we have difficulty, but if I have difficulty with, anyway. With somebody in your life. Yes, that's right. I can go to my guardian angel, so my personal and the one for the family, to and help probably, me through. And probably talk to mine a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. If, yes. Yes. And so allowing that to help me grow in, in virtue as opposed to, you know, in those times of suffering, um, you know, instead of complaining about it, mm. maybe I should just turn to my guardian angel and ask for help. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean that the guardian angel will, then the suffering will go away? Not always, mm -hmm. because it depends on God decides the grace, and he also knows what's, what would be our, to our good, right? Mm -hmm. So if, we are, if he allows it, it's because he wants it to purify us, to grow in virtue, to be the you know, son or daughter that we are created to be. Yeah, that brings up a point about understanding uh, when we think about the, mis the mystery of how the Lord works. And, you know, becoming Christian doesn't mean well, all of a sudden we're free from suffering. It actually quite, op quite often means the opposite. And a lot of what happens in our life um, is allowed because God doesn't necessarily directly will things to happen to us all the time, but he definitely, in, in his permissive will, will allow things to occur in order for us to grow in holiness, in order for us to be sanctified, as Nicole said, to be purified. So certain things may happen, even when we're praying to our guardian angel, um, that may be required in order for us to grow in our faith, in order for us to grow in our spiritual walk uh, with, with Christ himself. Um, but one of the things that um, you, you had mentioned that I think is really, again, to reiterate is that not only do we have the guardian angel, but we actually have an angel consigned to us at the point of the sacrament. And I made mention to, you know, the, the groom at the reception about, you know, how beautiful of a witness was it for you all to be kneeling the entire mass. Mm -hmm. It was an outdoor mass, obviously given the certain situation with COVID. Um, and they were, they had a kneeler that was custom made that the, the groom had made. It was a beautiful uh, piece of work. I had his patron saint of St. Patrick in one of the insets and her patron saint of St. Teresa of Lisieux in, in the other inset. And they kneeled before the altar, uh, altar of sacrifice for the entire time. And I said, what a great witness and testimony and indoctrination into the sacrament of holy matrimony because that's what it's going to require. They didn't get to chase the, the shade like we did, right? Even though it, it was hot and the sun was just beaming on them 
and they had to kneel the entire time. And that's really marriage, you know. If you if you think about it's kneeling, it's about self-denial. It's not about comforts all the time. It's about realizing that to, next to you is the person that God has chosen for you in your life to live a life of holiness and virtue and to lead one another towards sanctification and lead one another ultimately to heaven. And if God blesses you with children, them as well. But there's comfort in knowing that. So why would we need you know, uh, another guardian angel consigned to us over marriage. And it's because of the, the spiritual battle that we're in, as I referred to in Ephesians 6. Now, think about the thing that, one of the things that blew my mind, one of the things, and there was many things that blew my mind in Father Chad's talk was this idea of generational spirits. Mm, mm-hmm. Meaning that there's spirits that are passed on, and we're talking bad spirits, demons, if you will, um, passed on to us, from previous generations. Now, we've talked about my broken up uh, upbringing and past, and I know for a fact that there was generational spirits, definitely from the generation before me and definitely from the generation before that. So two generations, and who knows, obviously, if it's just handed down, it's very real to me in the sense of generational spirits. And you think about this, you know, like, John, you're, you're getting a little cuckoo from me right now. And it's like, no, think about it from the point of original sin. Through one man's sin came the sin of all, right? So through Adam and Eve, when Adam ate of the fruit, and he allowed for the serpent to enter into the garden on his watch, we are now all inherit, right? This is church teaching. We inherit original sin. Mm-hmm. It's personal sin that's different, right? So that's why the waters of baptism wash away the effects of original sin, and then that, from that point on, it becomes uh, personal sin that's going to be affecting us, triple concupiscence and all of that, um, in the sense of what we battle with every day. So I just thought to myself, wow, if we can obviously inherit original sin, but we're also inheriting generational spirits. So think about that in your life, in the context of marriage. Like we've said this before, like what are we bringing into this marriage, mm-hmm. right? So not only are you bringing in whatever experience you had from your family of origin, we talked about that. Not only are you bringing in the stuff you had from your A study, right? We're bringing them some of that stuff. You're also bringing in some demons, mm-hmm. right? I don't think you signed up for that. You didn't say, nope, didn't, didn't, then it wasn't part of my checkoff list, right? It was when I said that he's gotta be good looking, um, he's gotta be, you know, X, Y, and Z. And uh, he's got to be free. He's got to be able to bring in some demons into my life. That's not what you signed up for, right, love? Mm-hmm. So you think about that, and it's a very real thing. I'm obviously we're making light of it, but I mean, just the the it, it blew my mind. And so, of course, our Lord in His mercy mm-hmm. and His goodness consigns to us another guardian angel over the marriage and over family. Mm-hmm. Why is that such a big deal? Because we need all the help that we can. That's why Absolutely. this this marriage is called the sacrament because we need the divine life of the Holy Trinity working in and through and with us. And then whatever we need to do to battle against Satan and all his minions that are really trying to discourage us, drive us into despair, destroy families. And so for what does that mean for the, the husbands and the men out there? If as the priests of our home, so if you understand anything about spiritual warfare, you'll come to know that the demons and the devil are very legalistic. They're rule followers. They can't. They, they know exactly what's going to happen in the big scheme of things with regards to our Blessed Mother and, and our Lord. He's the victor, but they still operate according to the ruling. They can only do what the Lord allows them to do. Right? And in that, they're just going to work in our lives to be able to try to find different ways to find different portals to enter into our family life. And when we're priests of our home, 
bishops of our home as the head of the house spiritually. Don't get it twisted because you're me you're like, what are you talking about, John, head of the household? I make more money than my husband. That's nice. I'm talking about the spiritual head of the home, the priest of the home as a husband. When you abdicate that responsibility, when you fall asleep at the will, when you're not doing what you should be doing to protect the spiritual, the salvation aspect of your family, the devil enters in. And I think that's the part where then we start to see this uh, generational spirits interacting in your life and affecting your family in a very uh, deep and difficult way at times. Mm -hmm. I like how you made the connection though to original sin and how Satan first entered. Mm -hmm. And it was because Adam wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. Had he been protecting and guarding, mm -hmm. then that may have not occurred. Mm -hmm. And so making that connection. So we have to be on guard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of times we'll be like, I mean, even Adam did it in there, right? Like, you know, like, you know, where are you, right? The Lord asks. It's like we, we hid for we're naked, right? And naked and they hid because they're naked and ashamed. And it was just like, what, so you must have eaten from the tree. And what does Adam do, right? He doesn't take any accountability. He's like, look, with the woman you put here with me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Gave me the fruit to eat and you still ate of it, you knucklehead, mm -hmm. right? So we can't, um, again, dismiss the obligation, you know, abdicate our responsibilities as the men because we have a responsibility to serve, protect, and defend our families. Mm -hmm. And the devil knows that. Mm -hmm. The devil knows that. And so why is he so relentless at coming at us men? Because if he can get to the man, he can get to the family. Mm -hmm. And this is just the effects of original sin. And so there's generational spirits that are affecting us. And I think, you know, we have to be aware in marriage, in marriage and in family life what's actually going on spiritually. Mm -hmm. When we see people acting out of sorts, our, our, our spouses, they're supposed to be battle partners, right? Why are you, why, you know, I think we broke this down in one of the episodes when we talked about what does a helpmate mean, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it is not fit for man to be alone. I shall make a helper um, fit for him. And it doesn't mean that Nicole is my maid or my servant. Helper is a compound word, is there connecto, which means battle partner. Mm -hmm. Right? It's a combat meaning somebody who's equal but opposite to in essentially in the war. What are we up against? What are we fighting against? The devil, evil, Satan, the world. Um, and we're fighting for our very salvation. Mm -hmm. So we can't go to sleep, guys, um, mm -hmm. which we essentially have for a, a good period of time. Mm -hmm. So how do we combat it? Great, great question. So I think you brought up the, the fact of that conversation with our guardian angel, mm -hmm. right? I and mean, we've talked about prayer life and the importance of that. So of course, um, the key thing always is that fundamental prayer life in as individuals and as a couple. We talked about sacraments. I mean, matter of fact, if you talk to Father Chad or any other exorcist, they're going to say probably one of the most key sacraments in all of this is confession, mm -hmm. the sacrament of reconciliation. That when you, I mean, the devil hates those two sacraments. He hates all the sacraments, but he definitely hates the sacrament of confession and he hates the sacrament of Holy Communion where we receive the Lord ourselves. But there's grace poured upon you to deal with the battle against the, spirit, the spiritual uh, demons in the, the grace of the sacrament of reconciliation. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, in the sacrament of reconciliation. So obviously the more you can frequent that, the better off you are. Mm -hmm. Not get complacent and say, well, I haven't committed mortal sin. I really don't need to go. You know, it's been about two months and then you just let the venial sin kind of build up on like dust on a car or mm -hmm. trash in the back seat of your car. No, the devil's looking for any opportunity because it can start off like a little small sin and the trajectory and the path is will lead to greater sin. Mm -hmm. So prayer life, sacraments, 
Um, you mentioned prayer to our guardian angel. Mm-hmm. So I'll put in there in the link to the show notes too, um, the uh, Auxilium Christianorum, which is the the app that Nicole and I use. It's, mm-hmm. it's a daily prayer that prayer is a prayer community. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of look and make sure you're committed to the things that it asks of. But we joined that community. And really a part of it, on top of a lot of binding prayers, um, we actually pray the angel uh guardian angel angel prayer Mm -hmm. so making that um doing a consecration to our guardian angel Mm -hmm. um every single day would be a good thing yeah i was just thinking about first peter Mm -hmm. um, when he talks about um the devil is probably around like a roaring lion um seeking to devour devour, and he then tells you what exactly what you need to do Mm -hmm. right so the next line says resist um solid in your faith Mm -hmm. and so how many of us even know our faith yeah and so that's, an, I think, important because we can get really complacent with regards to our faith. We go, maybe our faith, we go to Mass and maybe receive, maybe we go to confession, um, but we really don't know our faith. Mm-hmm. And what's ha- what happens is that we can, when we don't know our faith, we can go down a um, really a bad, um, I guess, um, also a bad trajectory, right? Because yeah, like a path, get, path of error. Yeah, yeah. that's better. A, ba- a path of error, exactly. In um, confusion, and the evil one would love for you to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for us to learn about our faith through spiritual reading, by through scripture, and getting some really a solid um, Bibles with commentary. In fact, maybe you can even recommend a few mm-hmm. um, as well in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you bring up a point of connecting it back to the garden, mm-hmm. right? So what did the devil do to Eve, right? Did God really say you could not, right, eat? eat? He confused her. Yeah, he confused her. And she said, you know, did he really mm-hmm. say it? And she even got it confused. You couldn't even touch the tree, right? And so what ends up happening is, no, really, God said you couldn't eat of the fruit of the tree of uh, knowledge of good and evil. And... It, it was he confused Eve, and Eve wasn't formed enough in this in the context of what Nicole was saying um, to combat that. Mm-hmm. Right? Whereas you look at like Jesus when he was tempted, right? The devil would throw you know scripture verses at him, and, and Jesus would combat that with another scripture verse, combating what uh, he was trying to tempt him with. Right? Mm-hmm. A man will not live on bread alone, but on the word of God. Right? Every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. So those things that Nicole said is you know we have to do our part. It's not just for the clergy or the bishops or the priests or the people on the podcast to be able to do that. Like you have to do your work because your primary responsibility as as parents is to be the educators of faith and virtues to your children. But also because our marriage is important to us, our Mm -hmm. family life is important to us and Mm -hmm. there is our community. So it's important for us to stay with a prayer life and to read and to understand our faith and to grow and um, always to be catechized, to mm-hmm. not be to not be complacent. Well, and we've said before that you can't love that which you don't know. Correct. Yeah. So when you say that, I mean, think of us as as third order Dominicans, right? One of the primary virtues we have is knowledge because it leads to love, as Saint Thomas Aquinas would say. Mm-hmm. So you cannot say that you love God if you don't spend time getting to know Him in His sacred Word, mm-hmm. right? In Scripture, I mean, was it uh, St. Jerome who said, ignorance of Scriptures is ignorance of Christ. You don't know Christ if you're not reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. So there's no niceties about that. There's no PC about that. If um, When you say you don't have time to pray, it means you don't value it. Mm-hmm. That's all you're saying. It's the same thing when you say 
you know, baby, I don't have time to, to, to spend with you. I don't have time to spend, uh, throw the ball with you, son. It means I don't value it enough to sacrifice something else on behalf of willing your good or, or doing that. So um, not to belabor the point, but we should be well-formed. That's one of the ways that the evil one works is through confusion, feeding you half-truths, things that even look like they're good um, or sound like they're good, and you're not sharpened enough to know that, wait a minute, that smells and looks like um, the serpent mm -hmm. acting in our lives. Mm -hmm. So um, so I would say those, those are some key things to combat it. I, yeah. I would say the other thing, too, is... Um, something that I think was really instrumental in my own life was the deliverance prayer. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, are you, uh, for those of you out there that may be struggling with um, some really big wounds, some trauma maybe you never dealt with, so there's the mental health side of that for sure, but are you in spiritual bondage, mm -hmm. right, where you feel like you, you're trying to break from certain sin or certain habits, vices that are just really plaguing you and your relationships? Have you sought your the counsel of your priest, your pastor, and say, I, I think I need a deliverance prayer. I need a minor exorcism over me um, because I'm, I'm really battling with some some struggles there. And mm -hmm. the priest will be able to guide you through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and also um, one thing I want you to also consider is that you're looking at your family life and you may see that other families perhaps struggle more than than you or you struggle more than other families. And Father Chad talks about how um, there is a place in heaven then for you that's maybe higher than other people. So mm -hmm. there's a, he gives the grace that's required, but then do we ask for that grace? Or do we mm -hmm. kind of tap out and, and go into despair? And that's what the evil one would love for us to do is fall in despair. So it, instead we need to stay the course and pray, pray through it and go to the sacraments. Um, you know, speak to um, our family, try to resolve, you know, issues, but continue to um, really just stay the course. Mm. Now, when I say that, it doesn't mean that you're, if you're in a, you know, an abusive relationship that you maintain that abusive relationship. Again, I don't want you to be in a situation where um, people are treating you which is not congruent with your dignity. What I'm saying is other issues, maybe, you know, in terms of um, small things, mm -hmm. you know, um, making sure that we're communicating well. So it's what I'm saying is being received as I intended, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Really small things are with our children, that some concerns that we have with our kids and where um, how they're living out their faith. Make sure that we are we stay prayerful and ask for God to give us a grace and, and also pray, ask for our guardian angel to intercede. Yeah, I think the one thing I wanted just to, to touch on as we kind of close this up is the, is the point about the grace piece. Um, Father Chad brought this up about St. Alphonsus Liguori, one of the doctors of the church who, you know, there's this concept for a lot of people, a lot of uh, Catholics out there who, you know, God is so merciful, he's all loving and, you know, he would never forsake us, and um, which is all true. It's all very true, right? But there's a point, St. Alphonsus Liguori would say, there's a point of which when you don't cooperate with that grace, you're battling against sin, you're battling against the vices, or you're not, and you, God is offering you the grace to get through it. And you're not battling. And you're, I'm sorry, yeah, you're not battling against it. You're, you're, you're really being complacent. You're really indifferent to it. You're really quite comfortable in that sin. Mm -hmm. That grace will be pulled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you'll get exactly what you have freely chosen, because mm -hmm. it is radical freedom to choose whatever it is you want, mm -hmm. and you'll get the effects of that sin. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord will allow that. And again, I think that the great fathers of the church, 
um, the doctors of the church, uh, Father Chad uh, seems to agree with that, is that this grace isn't just this abundance of pouring out until whenever you're ready. Mm. Right? That, oh, you know what, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and ignore God and ignore my guardian angel and all of the many things that God is trying to put in place in order to woo you back to him and to heal from those things and to break free of those chains and the bondage. Um, it, it's not just this, you know, uh, get out of jail free pass forever, ever, amen. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's important to be aware of that. Like, mm -hmm. don't, don't take, don't think that you have a, a bunch of time because a lot of people say, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll get there, John, once I'm, once I'm married and have kids as well. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it, you know, it's pretty presumptuous and on our part for us to think that mm -hmm. that's always going to be available to us. Don't separate God's mercy from his justice mm -hmm. in, in giving what is due. Mm -hmm. So, uh, hopefully that was a little bit of help. I mean, just to bring together, you know, the idea of angels, hopefully that's comforting to you that even in this spiritual war that we're in, that God has given you a guardian angel that freely chose you and mm -hmm. chose to love you. Thank you, Lord and guardian angels around us for doing that. And, um, also consigning a guardian angel to protect your marriage and your family. So make a greater commitment, um, today to start to get, um, to deepen your devotion to your guardian angel, to deepen your devotion to God and to your prayer life, um, which will allow you to have a deeper devotion and service to your marriage and to your family. Mm -hmm. So we're grateful. We ask that you continue to like, comment, subscribe, share with all those you think may benefit from it. Let us know what you want to hear. And uh, definitely we, we ask that you continue to keep us in prayer as we continue to keep you in prayer. And so we, again, toast to our guardian angels and to all nine choirs of angels that are up there fighting on our behalf that they may intercede and help us to be all that God calls us to be in marriage and family. So may God bless you and keep you always.